G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Mike. And I'm Dale. And we're here for our weekly episode, Dale, a little bit later this week. Yes, a few reasons. Um, number one is that the Socceroos won on <laughs> Saturday night in the World Cup. Yes. And we were emotionally drained on Sunday. <laughs> we were. We're really emotional about a very rare win for the Socceroos. Very rare. Yeah, and you've been watching the World Cup all week, obviously, because you have taken two weeks of leave to stay up all night watching every single game, basically. Oh. Loving every minute of it as well. Great tournament so far. Yeah, so it's, I mean, it's amazing. Australia is still in it. We had our win against Tunisia after, you know, getting beaten pretty soundly by France. <laughs> yes, no surprise there, really, let's face it. But we're coming for Denmark. We're coming for you, Danes. Exactly, our friends, the Danes. <laughs> so we'll see how that all turns out. Yeah, very much so. Well, there was a bit more happening during the week, though. We were in Sydney earlier in the week for the Australian Podcast Awards. Yes, we were. It was an honour to be nominated. We <laughs> got to speak to and meet a lot of amazing people there on the night. And there were some big winners from like ABC and SBS and the big broadcasters. And yeah. then we were just there having and the free drinks. <laughs> I can tell by the way you talked about that, that we didn't win. <laughs> no, we didn't win. No, but it, no. we never thought we would. And it was just an honour to be nominated. Yeah, but you didn't walk away empty handed from Sydney, did you, Dale? No, I, I won COVID. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, after we got back, I Ooh. immediately started feeling sick. And yeah. Yep, finally after what how many years of this pandemic now Ooh. three of them it finally got me and it, I must say it was a lot worse than I was expecting I was pretty flawed there for a few days I know what's the point of getting injected with nano chips if they don't even work what's yeah. the problem there Jeez. <laughs> god this has turned into a very different podcast now hasn't it yeah oh. but no it, it's all good I mean it, it could it happened at an okay time mm-hmm. and I'm almost recovered but also a little bit day late not just because of soccer ruse, but I'm feeling a lot better today so we are up for recording very much so and there is a fair bit to talk about this week Dale so shall we kick it off with perhaps Perhaps one of the biggest changes in the competition we've seen for quite a few years, and that's the rule changes for the upcoming competition. Yeah, the news came out last week. Really big news. Mm. Uh, Big changes, actually. And we're going to run through um, the two main rule changes that we've got here and have a look at them, have a look at the pros, have a look at the cons and understand why and give our own verdict on those rule changes. Yeah, so I guess we should probably start off with what we think is probably the easier one to discuss. And that's, we will now have a global televote score for the semifinals and the grand final. Yeah, exactly. They will basically have exactly the same amount of points and weighting as a country. Mm-hmm. So it'll only be for the televote. So we're not going to have a jury spokesperson coming in from rest of the world, rest of the world, <laughs> wherever they would choose to do that. Although I kind of like that idea. Hmm. Um, they will just be in the televote overall thing. It'll be online voting for that as well. And it actually means that the um, 50-50 split for the grand final will tick over slightly in the televote favour to 50.6% of um, the vote. Because, of course, they will be getting an extra 58 points in the televote being awarded yes. with no jury to balance it out. All right, so um, let's ask why. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's a, probably a couple of obvious reasons. And look, they're what the EBU have said. Look, mm. the, it's becoming a global event. There's a lot of reach out there to these other continents and nations who don't get to take part in it. And basically, Eurovision said, we want 
to them to take part in that. Yeah, and I can see that being quite the draw card for them as well. Um, it is an event where really they want you to be watching on the night and it will encourage you if you get to vote. I remember being an Australian the first time we got to vote. Uh, was in the semifinals in 2015 and even though we weren't competing, I wanted to vote. I wanted to watch. Mm. So there is a real draw in, in participating in the final result here. So I get, I get where they're coming from. Exactly. Well, that leads on to the pros. Let's <laughs> talk about why we think this is a good idea. Um, I'll start off, even in this region here, Asia Pacific um, it's fantastic there are so many people out there who love the contest who get up at 5am or yeah definitely earlier in Asia to watch it mm-hmm. having the right for them to vote is a fantastic thing the same as in the Americas and also same for all those European countries that don't get to compete but What's your vision? Yeah, very true. I will say, and I guess that brings me to a bit of a thing about regions and, and time zones. Let's remember Eurovision will generally kick off around about 3 a.m. in the East Asian parts. Not a massive audience probably watching at that time, is there? But will these kind of changes favour, you know, time zones similar to Europe, for example, Africa, North America, South America, etc.? So you're into the con straight away. Oh, well, I'm just asking that question, Dale, I guess. Well, well that's the con, I guess, <laughs> I guess if you so. wanted to discuss yeah. the cons. Well, I think you uh, sort of covered the pros. Well, yeah, I guess that's pretty much <laughs> is it. Like, it's a global thing. There's the pros, bang, bang. Yeah, look, I think it's a really good point because this could end up being a bit Eurocentric uh-huh. because ultimately there'll be so many countries countries in Europe, the amount of people who vote for Turkey alone <laughs> will be huge and they'll probably swamp any vote from the small p- amount of people coming from Asia and maybe America might be okay. Maybe. So it might just be another European vote or might just be, yeah, it like, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I don't think that's necessarily a bad, that's nah. not a reason not to, but it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, very much so. You'd imagine they're going to have some st- stats from where the votes came from around the world come the end. So we'll get to see a bit of a spread, hopefully. Exactly. And look, even for those countries who haven't competed for a while, like a Turkey, like a Hungary, maybe people re-engaging with it and voting will just get that pressure up and that want to compete as well. So that could be a positive. Though on the other side of the drawback is, look, you know, it could be corrupted. You know, you're going to have an online system. There's a possibility of it being corrupted. Of course, you've got to look at that as a con. Anything online is vulnerable to a degree, isn't it? Exactly. Though, I mean, they basically kind of road tested this with Australia last year. Our public vote was through this online system where it recognized where your card was from whether or not you could vote, which made it good for us because we were in Turin. Yes. So we didn't have the VPN or do anything weird. Hmm. We were just like, here's our card and we're Australian so we can vote. Yeah, there we go. Who knows? Perhaps in the future it might be the way Australians are voting in the rest of the world <laughs> pool. Who knows, Dale? Who knows? But overall, I think, you know, I'm I'm a big thumbs up for this vote for sure. I am too. Let's hope that the Americans get to watch on YouTube or something because pretty hard to vote for songs you can't see. Yeah, so they've got to work that out as well, don't they? Exactly. All right. Should we move on to probably the biggest of the rule changes, Dale? The semi-final will now not feature jury votes for qualifiers. In short, um, we'll be having purely tally votes. So what was the official sort of wording that came out of the ABU? It's quite long. Um, (laughs) So I'll summarise because there's about five or six different points here they've made. The first one they make is, look, we're regularly updating. We're coming to our 70th anniversary. There's always been changes. And we're trying to, you know, update the format to ensure it continues to thrive 
understandably. The big thing that they pointed out was the unprecedented nature of the voting irregularities seen at the 2022 contest. So a working group of EB members was established to look at that. Uh-huh. They went away, looked at it, and the recommendation was to get rid of the juries for the semi-final. Mm. So that's the reason they have ch- chosen to do this. They're the main reasons they've said. Well, we do want to go into some of the pros and cons on this one, Dale, but before we do, perhaps let's have a little listen to some of the songs that uh, would have made it through with our new system. think that audio track is our first positive and looking at the pros here i think a big reason people uh can see that this could be a good thing is that it actually might bring some i guess more people pleasing songs because they are the televote ones right maybe a little bit more up tempo maybe a little bit more fun just to fill out the grand final and maybe make it a little bit more in favor of popularity rather than the jury okay so I'm going to take it from there. You felt some of the songs, perhaps, particularly in this grand final that we just had, were pretty heavy jury-based songs and maybe didn't make for the greatest live show on the Saturday. Is that where we're going with this one? Well, I think that first point that the uh, EBU said about why was kind of about making it a good show. Like, we're always trying to update and Mm -hmm. do things. I think that was their kind of code for it's got a bit boring in some parts maybe (laughs) and i think it's uh, only the last couple of years i think if you look back at the last 10 years this is not the case Mm. last couple of years i think we've had some jury songs looking at you azerbaijan from this Mm -hmm. year who got zero on the televote and got through switzerland got through belgium the year before like these are very jury centric I think for a lot of countries, when you the X factor of the televote is hard to work out. Mm. Jury-friendly songs, not so hard to work out. So people tend to do that to get through, and it's maybe making some of the show a, a little dull. We had a bit of a snore fest during that grand final this year. We did. I don't know if that was down to the producers choosing certain songs in um, various orders, because it had me scratching my head, to be honest. But you're right. Perhaps it will add a bit more verve to the uh, actual Saturday night show. So I can possibly see that being one of the reasons why uh, this has been uh, introduced. I guess another of the possible pros that we want to point on here, Dale, is that it might bring a bit more life back to the semifinals. Obviously, everybody is very much focused on the grand final on the Saturday night, particularly the casual viewers. Could it possibly bring them into the semifinals a bit more, just adding a bit more entertainment value to those shows? Exactly. If you want your song to get through, your vote's going to count more than ever in that semifinal. So you do want to tune in for that. Uh-huh. So I think you could get a little bit more you know, action happening with that. I think it could also see countries take some more risks. Obviously, people may go, oh, I'm not sure if that the jury would go for something that weird or whatnot. So maybe you might see a bit more risk. And there's a little bit more on moving away from maybe dull jury songs, but it doesn't have to be upbeat. It might just be something a little bit different and a little bit more of a risk out there as well. Plus also, there's a lot of countries who I feel like 
they think or they perceive that they don't have a chance with the juries. We have been losing a lot of these Eastern European nations recently. So maybe if this is a bit of a, hey, it might be easier for you to make it through to the grand final because there's some that don't barely make it. Mm. This might give them more of a chance and more of a reason to stay in Eurovision. Possibly. I, I will agree with that. It does seem the jury system rewards perhaps that more radio Western European kind of sound than it did perhaps, you know, for example, traditional Eastern kind of sounds like we got from Moldova this year. So, yeah, I can see this is possibly a bit of a palm leaf, you know, mm. to, to, the, to the, the Eastern nations to say, well, look, let's try and get you through to the grand final uh, a, a little more easy. Possibly. Yeah. So, okay, well, look, there are some pros there. Mm -hmm, Um, We can see the positives (laughs) and we can see the reason why they've taken this approach. Mm -hmm. So we're getting on to the cons now because that's where my list is. (laughs) (laughs) All right. But before we do that, Dale, let's have a listen to perhaps some of the semi-final songs that we wouldn't have got going through to the grand final under this new system. Shall we talk about the cons we feel on this one, Dan? Do you want to kick us off? Are you sure you don't want to kick us off? Perhaps I should. Yeah, I think you're ready. (laughs) Um, I'm going to say now, the voting irregularities last year showed one thing, and that showed that the juries are not functioning as they should be. Now, it seems to me like the EBU, rather than address that problem, has gone and I don't know, window dressed a whole bunch of other stuff around it to make sure that whatever the crooked juries, if you want to call them that, are doing, they're lessening the impact. I just don't know if that's the right thing. Go to the root cause of what the problem was and sort it out. Because personally, I'm a fan of the juries. I believe they do give the show credibility and weakening this in one portion of the show, we'll get to that, I think really undermines what the juries are there for to start with. Yeah, no, fair enough. I think it is a it is a good point because you're almost saying like you're treating the symptoms without the root cause being it's like, oh, we've got one problem. We'll just delete that issue and <laughs> yeah. we won't worry about that, even though it might be a it's taking out a wall and it might be a foundation wall. <laughs> it's like, we'll just get rid of that wall. Because the, the, the explanation was the irregularities happen because countries are so desperate to get to that Saturday night. So therefore, we need to take that kind of incentive of irregularities out. Yeah, and my, my kind of feeling is you've already kind of hit them on the nose quite publicly this year. You, mm-hmm. There was a consequence for that action. I would probably, why are we jumping so quickly to do that when you've already had an action? Mm-hmm. Yes, you put the reference group together to make this happen. So this is why I feel it's more than just this jury issue of this year. That's the reason they're doing it. And the thing is, the problem still remains. If, if you're, you're basically saying there's a problem with the jury that's okay to keep in the grand final. Like you're saying that's okay. Like Mm. what about all the countries who put each other last all the time or put each other first all the time or the countries who are competing against each other and vote each other down, which even happens at junior revision. And that happens with Western nations Mm. all the time. Why is that acceptable in the grand final to win Eurovision 
And it's not acceptable in the semi-finals. Yeah. When it's certain countries doing it. It, it just seems a it little seems odd. It seems inconsistent. It seems very inconsistent, which leads me to my next point, Dale. We now have a two-tier system in this competition. This competition is judged in different ways. If you're in the semi-finals, you'll be judged one way. If you're in the grand final, you'll be judged another. It doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense whatsoever. You've got to give everyone an even playing field. And at the moment, those countries, and let's face it, it's the big five, big advantage for them again. They don't have to try and you know navigate their way through what could possibly end up being a bunch of silliness in the semi-finals in order to get a good result in the grand final because they can just pick a song that actually does appeal to juries and and televoters as opposed to those in the semi-final yeah I, I had that down too like i think the thing people have a biggest issue i think is we've got two different set of rules mm. i try to equate it to something sporting there's a million examples but even something like it's Basically, like having the 200 meter um, sprint at the Olympics and using the 100 meters to determine who will make the final. <laughs> so there is a similar, you can, like 100 meter can still make the 200. They're pretty good, but you have specialists and things. So Ooh. you've just got two different criteria. Like people act in different ways for those two things. And I think it is a really big disadvantage for those who aren't the big five or the host because yeah. they know exactly what you've got to do on one side you've got to oh hang on I've got to make sure the televote's going to go and get through and then I've therefore got to still have the song that's going to make sense for everything now if you're in the top five of Eurovision you, you are going to appeal to both mm-hmm. but Eurovision's more than winning or coming top five coming in the top half for a country coming 15th for a country is fantastic totally so this really matters and the amount of songs that we heard that played before who made the top half who've made the top 15 or the top 10 it was a lot of them mm-hmm. so you're taking away those possible great results for people you know we're still going to have a jury vote on the night of the grand final so we could end up with this embarrassing situation where you have so many songs that have zero jury points or minimal minimal jury points because they've got through the semi-final purely on televote and then you're going to have these songs that have got all the all the jury vote you can end up could end up looking a little lopsided come actual results time um is is one of my one of my issues yeah no fair enough and also i think even though we've done that as well showing the songs that have made it and have not made it and the big reason they spoke about it and a lot of people have said hey it's minimal impact Mm -hmm. what people are doing and what we're all doing is looking at the results of the last few years or even the last decade when it's a false equivalent yep you're not comparing apples to oranges because essentially all those songs are going in with the rules that it's jury and it's televote they were submitted with the jury in mind so you can't you, you cannot look at this and go it'll only affect one or two no because what will happen now is and it may not happen straight away it'll take probably take a couple of years to hit home is that countries will get desperate to make the final won't be doing so well with the the televote maybe in Austria uh, uh, Belgium a Malta maybe even in Australia and they will revert to the 2000s there we go or even the small Balkans or the Baltics and they will the crazy will come back and all those awful things that people thought about Eurovision that they've been building their brand up for over a decade now to get rid of that awful time (laughs) that did the the brand so much damage that will come back oh yeah 
I, I reckon, you know, Eurovision 2025, you'll have about four subwoofers in the semi-final uh, trying to battle it out for the public vote. Well, this is, and everyone was complaining about one subwoofer this year. Well, you're about to get a whole bunch <laughs> yeah, of them. exactly. I mean, didn't they introduce juries to actually get away from that arms race of silliness that we were happening in the 2000s? I know some people out there love it and they're like, no, let's go back. Dropping's crazy again. It didn't help the competition. It almost killed it. It did almost kill the competition. So I really don't understand why why we think this somehow is going to produce better entries for the grand final. No, it won't. I think there's and there's that long term impact because then not only does it erode that their silliness comes in and hey a bunch of silly here and there I don't mind just don't a little bit's fine, but then you're going to have artists. They're not going to want to go up to the singing cat, you know. Like yeah. they, like we've finally got some mainstream appeal of Eurovision. We're mm-hmm. getting good artists, and we're going to throw a curveball in here and say so you're and up for, against you're up against the reason? cat circus yeah. and the person in the cat suit. It's, it's not know. Europe's Got Talent, exactly. Like it's going to turn stupid. Mm-hmm. That and is, it, a, and it it's will. a real risk. It's it a will. Real risk. It will turn stupid. <laughs> I hate to say it. It will. I'm also going to, and I guess the last one I've got as far as it, is cultural uh, diasporas. The whole point of having those juries also was to even out the cultural diasporas. Let's face it, if Lithuania has got UK voting in them, they're going to get through. Or Ireland Ireland voting in them. You know, like it's, you've all of a sudden opened this up again to this criticism that it will end up people just vote for who who they're culturally aligned to or their, you know, mother country or whatever. So back we go again. And uh, actually, they didn't shy away from that issue because they brought it up in the reasons why they're still keeping the jury for the grand final. Mm-hmm. In their defense, I think they're going to they're saying in the semifinal that impact is lessened because of the way they do the pots in the semifinal draw now. And it is lessened. That's true. But an example, um, Mal, which we heard earlier, missed out um, on the televote, if that was the case in 2018. And Greece would have got through ahead of them in the tally vote, and Cyprus was in that semi-final. Now, ultimately, you can we can gnash teeth all day long about whether that's right or wrong, but what that brings down to it is luck becomes a big factor of mm-hmm. your semi-final much more than it is now, because in finer margins of half the vote that matters more. You've got more buffer zone to make up for it later. Mm-hmm. Lithuania, same in 2019. Run with the Lions would have made it through. And it had a couple of those certain countries with the diaspora. Hmm. So it's going to be luck for some countries. And I just don't think that's a great approach of how someone should make the grand final. Yeah. It's like, oh, sorry you brought one of the greatest songs to the competition, but you got outdone by a singing cat. It's not maybe not the greatest. (laughs) The thing is, the difference here, I think, is like, you probably need about 50-ish points. If you're getting 24 or if you're getting 12 already, you've just got that head start. Hmm. So you're going to beat... Maybe not the greatest song because they should make it anyway on mm. Televote, but you're going to miss out on countries who just deserve to be there instead. Yeah. So do you think, I'm just going to chuck this, we haven't discussed this one, um, do you think this could disadvantage some countries more than others or do you think this is just a, a general... Well, let's be brutally honest here and put our bias out there. We're Australia. We've yeah. always done much better in the jury. Yeah. Um, the only time I think the tally votes ever beaten our jury score has been the semi of Kate Miller Heike in twenty in the semi final. Okay. I think that might have edged. We won. Would that have, or would have been very close. Yeah. So we need that jury. Um, what, but, about, what about countries like Malta? Uh, Malta, hundred percent. Um, you know, like, they do worse with the tally vote than we do. Israel. You know? Do you think? You know? Yeah. The, Another one that perhaps might not be the most popular televoting country. Exactly. Them, there's Belgium, there's the Austrias, there's a couple of Central Europeans that just don't Mm. have those kind of 
you know, friendly relationships or cultural ties, st- cultural Ooh. ties or similar things. And it's much more than just neighborhood stuff. We're talking, oh. it's got to be about music. It's just about that you're already at a bit of a disadvantage. Totally. Look, I'm going to put it out there. I'm not against change for the sake of change. It just for me, it needs to be well thought out, good change. I don't know, this one seems a bit of a knee jerk and maybe some unintended consequences we'll see in the coming years. Exactly. I think mm. it's, I always talk about whack-a-mole, you've solved, you're trying to solve one problem and another three moles are going to jump up and you have to go and knock, knock them down. I mean, overall, my feelings are that they could have tackled this. There was an issue here. I mm-hmm. do agree that the juries were starting to have too much influence, not on maybe on their voting, but what people were choosing. I think you could have gone with the ninth and 10th or the, just the 10th qualifier is the next best own tele vote alone. Yep. There were just, that's just one example. Exactly. You could have combined the votes because essentially like Azerbaijan would not have made it if it was the old system. Exactly. There why not, why not go back to that? Why not go back to combining the jury vote and the tele vote together and you get one score? Maybe why for com- the semi. It wouldn't yeah, work for, for the, the semis. Yeah. For the semis. Why completely throw out the baby with the bathwater? Yeah. It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, so overall, I think, look, we, we don't necessarily really agree with it. You um, reckon? <laughs> yeah, but I, I still understand the reasons why. Mm. I just don't agree that their execution solution has been completely thought out of the long-term consequences. And I think we're going to end up having the same discussion about some other knee-jerk reaction in two or three years. We also wanted some other points of view on this one, Dale, so we did throw it out to our Patreon supporters out there, and what was the sentiment amongst them? Well, there actually was a majority of people, 65%, who supported both of those. Um, When you looked at it individually, it was 80% for international Uh and 70% for semi. So... Overall, there was positive stuff there, but there was quite a bit of sentiment against it at the same time as well. So it's not like 90%, but those are pretty strong numbers. I'm not sure that that's how Patreon people... Mm. I don't think that necessarily represents the full fandom because it seemed a little (laughs) bit more split. But a couple of comments here we had. Dylan, he was saying, buy jury baiting ballads, hello, televote powered bops. So I do think people really see that as a positive. Uh Okay, yeah, possibly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rebecca said, I generally like the changes, but if I put my parochial Aussie hat on, then I'm worried for us getting through to the final as we've been very reliant on the jury score. Ooh, we have. And a little question about what will SBS do with this? I mean, we're at a point of internal selection, which is, I guess, one good thing. There's time to respond to it. I guess if you're at SBS now, what would you be doing? Are you trying to go for the big gun of the win and go for both? Or you want to make sure we have that tally vote? I'm dusting off the cat suit. (laughs) No, no, no. no, no. You would expect that they've probably already got their selection of songs in already. It's already happened. Might be too late this year. And who knows? We might not see a complete difference in, in, in... one year's time but as i say once we start to see other entries come through in future years we might see a bit more televote slant to the ones we're getting yeah exactly and i think also this is another point it's quite late that we're finding these rules out people have already set up their national finals mm. not with televote in mind which is interesting um and just one final comment there's a few but just a couple to call out and david um said i've been calling uh, to get rid of the juries for the semi-finals like melfest does for years i'm still bitter they robbed verona in 2017 here <laughs> here i can i can agree with him on verona uh, i'm not <laughs> sure if i what i agree with him on the um the change of format but a lot of people are happy with this as i say i'm not against uh changes let's give it a go let's see if it actually does uh do some benefit for the contest (laughs) 
Well, one of the nations that announced their national final lineup this week was, of course, Malterdale, one we always look forward to, Mesk. Um, what have PBC sort of uh, dished up for us this year? What do you think of the lineup? Oh, well, they've dished us up 40 acts this year, Michael. <laughs> we've got quarterfinals, we've got semifinals, <laughs> we've got a final. It goes from January 13th to February 11th, a month-long mesk. Yes. Can you, okay, can, you just must be so excited for it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be observing, Dale. I'll be observing probably from a distance. Uh, <laughs> but look, hopefully by the end of it, when we get to that final, we should have some uh, a bit of a cracking show. So we've got some familiar names, haven't we, Dale? We do indeed. And there's a couple of people who have been at Eurovision before. And let's start off by listening to this artist and see if you can remember who it is. And we'll be rising where we That was the iconic Jessica Masker. She wasn't representing Malta on the night. She was representing San Marino with the amazing Jenny B. She'll be uh, fronting up again for the uh, perhaps a ticket for Malta this year. Exactly. So she has gone to Eurovision for San Marino, but will be attempting to represent her home nation. So good luck to Jessica. Mm. Also is a former Eurovision contestant is Fabrizio Faniello who competed in 2001 and came ninth mm. with Another Night, which is an absolute rocking song. Go back and check it out. It's really mm. good. And then also took part in 2006 with I Do and came last in the grand final. <laughs> uh, we won't talk about that. Also, the brother of Claudia Faniello, who competed oh. in 2017 with Breathlessly. Okay, good stuff. I noticed we also have a junior Eurovision person coming back as well, yeah. Eliana Gomez Blanco. Yes, yeah, she was in junior Eurovision 2019. She came 19th. Also competing as their 2009 junior Eurovision entrant as well. But also, some other talking points, some national final alumni from MESC. Mm. Aiden. Aiden is back. Got to probably put him towards the favourites at this point. He was a big fan favourite last year with his song Ritmu. Didn't get the nod. Yeah, Kyriakos' favourite national final song of all time from the Aussie Vision team there. <laughs> uh, Aiden did a little kind of teaser video about his announcer coming back. He's taking it very seriously. Oh, so no cowboy hats this year as well. Well, we'll wait, have to wait and see. And can I just say, out of there's Ritmu, but can we not forget Dialaga from 2018? <laughs> the amazing song Dialaga. It was Who, horrid. Yes, it was great. Thank you very much. So great to see that back. And talking about 2018, mm. we've also got Brooke back. Yes, Brooke Borg. With her, maybe she, what was her song? It was the Pack of Wolves or something? It was Pack of Wolves with a heart, heart of gold. gold. That yes, was it. How can yes. you forget? She's back. So she hasn't been in it for quite a few years. So it'd be yeah. good to see her back. She's always a fan favorite. Oh, let her let her just go. You know we're going to get Brooke right. We're going to have a month long, eventually, and Aiden's going to come second again, and then they're going to go out in the semis with like one telly vote. <laughs> True. <laughs> couple of others I saw here. Matt Black, he's back. He's always an eye catcher. Um, yes. Always comes up with something quite, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Creative and mm. flamboyant. We like that. I was going to say also, keep an eye out for Jake, his song Love You Like That. That's a Michael James Down song, also co-written by Jonas Gladnikov. Oh, yes. So two very, very familiar names there. And I noticed Charlie Mason's also a co-writer in one of the songs as well. So quite a few uh, familiar national final names buzzing 
buzzing around in Mesk this year. With 40 songs, there's always going to be, right? Jeez. And they're very fond of just a first name. Like, there's Aiden, there's Brooke, and I also noticed there's a Mike. Yes, I think he's singing in Maltese as well. Oh, so, really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you haven't, you know, moon, you're not moonlighting as a Mesk I contestant. I won't be in one of the quarterfinals <laughs> this year, unfortunately, Dale. I'll quash those rumours straight away, shall we? Oh, uh, well, look, no, it's I always... I think they've got enough on their plate. <laughs> I, I just love how serious they take. Mm. They love Eurovision and yep. Malta. And I really hope they're going to bring something good. And, you know, as we said, one of the nations who will be not that happy about the tally vote thing. So hopefully they're going to find something and maybe tweak your system about choosing the song. Yeah. You know, maybe Um, don't use your juries. You've got to make sure you get through that semifinal. Maybe go with the song you picked. (laughs) Another (laughs) one as well. Uh, But anyway, we are looking forward to to very much uh, sinking our teeth into MESC over the uh, January, February period. There should be a lot of fun. All right, well, that was a big week to mm. talk about rule changes because there wasn't a lot of other news, which is good. We got to have a good chat. Let everything off our chest there, Michael. Very much we? so. We did have feelings about that one, didn't we? Yeah, exactly. Look, well, we'll wait and see. The thing is, the contest will continue yes. regardless and it'll still be fabulous and that's the main thing. Absolutely. Next week, we will be talking about some of the Junior Eurovision songs and anything else that comes out. I bet you cannot wait to talk about Junior Eurovision, Mike. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> but there will be other stuff happening. We know know other songs will be coming out soon as well absolutely all right so thank you so much for joining us guys see you later take care as always thanks for joining us and thank you for your support you can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.